You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rondon with the 3-2. And Healy lifts this in the air down the right field line, giving Chase Reddick, slows down, and makes the catch, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros even the series with the Mariners at a game apiece as they win tonight by a final of 5-2. Astros lead in the division is four games. Able to put that five-game losing streak to bed. Thank goodness. This is another Astros podcast. And that is drilled deep to left field. Span is going back at the wall. He leaves and that's gone. A two-run home run for Evan Gaddis. And the Astros go up. Three to one. Boy, did the Astros need that one. And that's ripped pretty deep to right field. This sends back Gamble at the wall looking up. See you later. A two-run home run for Josh Reddick. And the Astros lead it five to two. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks, and it's the third game of this three-game series with the Seattle Mariners. A big day offensively for you guys, AJ. Uh, 15 hits, including 10 in the last four innings. That had to be a sight for sore eyes. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, obviously, quality at bats are key. Um, I felt like we we put up good at bats, kind of in tandem, when, in a row where there's multiple guys getting you know giving us opportunities. We missed an opportunity early in the game to break it open, and then later in the game we had some guys in scoring position. We did a good job. So um, nice to see our guys, you know, relax a little bit, get a few hits. Um, you know, playing without. Altuve and Correa, and then after the first inning, uh, Springer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it can get a little bleak men- and mentally, but other guys stepped up and did their part. Let's get to George Springer, since you mentioned that. Uh, the dive in the outfield, going for a ball in the gap. Uh, what was the prognosis? Well, he banged his shoulder, um, and I'm not sure that he knew really what happened, and we didn't know what happened. You could tell he was uncomfortable when he was running in. He took his glove off his 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 left hand and, and was running in without a glove. That's never a good sign, right. right? He didn't really want to put any weight on it. So um, got him got him evaluated. It, it looked like he had a, a shoulder issue, took him out of the game, had him evaluated by the doctors here. The trainers worked on him the entire game. Uh, and then after the game, he's doing jumping jacks in my office <laughs> saying he was ready to play. So, um, you know, he, he's doing well. We, we, we hope we've avoided anything major. He's not in the lineup today because we have the day game after a night game. We have a day off tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be smart about it. But um, he was in great spirits last night. He banged his shoulder. I think it scared him. I think it hurt him. Uh, but maybe not as bad as it, as it could have been. Is he available to maybe pinch hit today or no? I don't know. I don't know. And, and I'd like to not do anything with him just given the, the, okay. the back-to-back off days. But, um, you know, you got to win a game. you got to win a game. But I don't know what he's going to be available to do. Okay, Jake Marisnik called up from AAA today. Uh, Kyle Tucker goes down. Uh, tough conversation, I would imagine, with Kyle Tucker. But Jake gives you a different dimension. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, the conversation with Kyle is, is very straightforward. I mean, he's not going to sit on the bench as much as I've had him sit on the bench. He, he's not at his best right now with, with the at-bats. He had a nice night last night, a couple, couple hits, mm-hmm. or a hit and a walk. Um, but, it, but he needs regular time, and development's not, not done for him. We, we, getting Jake back up here, who did his part, went down to AAA, hit well, uh, can provide some energy, provide some outfield defense, similar to how he's been. This is actually the, the, the outfield configuration that we, that we had for much of the season. Kyle coming up. Um, having it not be his time is not abnormal. There's many players around the league that have had to go back and forth after their first stints in the big leagues. We want to get his feet back on the ground, get his swing back going. 
um, likely to be back at some point either this month or next month. But, um, you know, having him sit on the bench and, and, and not develop is something not, we're not going to do with an early 20s guy. AJ, the pitcher that you're facing today with the Seattle Mariners is lefty Wade LeBlanc. And we just keep thinking, man, how does he keep doing this? But he does. He keeps doing it, and he's pitching very well. How do you guys attack him? You know, it, it, he is good, and I've had some history with him, and, and I've watched him evolve as a pitcher. And, and, you know, if you call him crafty, it's disrespecting his stuff. If, mm-hmm. you, if you wonder why you're getting out, then you're, he's probably changing speeds on you and getting you out a different way the second time than he did the first. And I think his creativity as a pitcher, it's not velocity. It's not necessarily – uh, the best breaking ball. It's not necessarily the the, the, the wipeout change, although he's got a good one. Yeah. Um, but it's all of the sum of the parts that come together and the way he uses them that allows him to, you to get out a couple different ways. You feel comfortable with it. He gets it off the barrel, pitches in a big ballpark. If he gets you a little bit anxious about facing him, he can take miles per hour off the off the ball. Yeah. Um, very difficult change of speeds type pitcher that that has found his niche. When you were catching and you had a pitcher that didn't throw very hard, did you find it for yourself that you wanted to make sure you established inside, make sure that the hitters were conscious in there? Maybe. I mean, if the hitter's going to adjust, I mean, if the hitter, you can also extend off the plate away. I mean, okay. there, there's there's ways to entice where you, if the hitter doesn't know where the plate ends and where a ball begins, you you can go that way. If, if they start diving out over the plate, then they react yes. and you pitch in. So. Um, I don't think anybody goes into the game having one specific philosophy. He's going to mix and match. He's going to pitch different guys in different ways. He may pitch Bregman in and may pitch Yuli away. He might pitch Gaddis up, and he might he might go down to to Davis today. He's a he's he, when they say crafty, it's not disrespectful. It just means he's yeah. creative and he can he can he can frustrate you. Okay, AJ, you got a chance to win the series. Good luck today. Appreciate you. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. You want to hear this ridiculous question we got on Twitter, Robert? Sure. The following is a production of Great News. Astros Radio turned my wife into a fan. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. She doesn't really like baseball. Should I keep her? That is crazy. No, don't keep her. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. That's ridiculous. Fielding your baseball questions. Dump her. The opinions of Steve Sparks do not reflect the opinions of the Houston Astros Radio Network. The Houston Astros. Doesn't like baseball. That's silly. Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros catcher Max Stassi. And uh, it's been a great opportunity for you this year. The most uh, time you've gotten in the big leagues, even though you've been in the big leagues every year, at least for part of the year since 2013. First of all, how are you feeling with 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 body-wise and health-wise with uh, all the increased playing time? I feel actually pretty good, you know. I, I feel that I do a good job of taking care of my body, you know, getting the right amount of sleep recovery and and uh, just taking care of the small things. That's, a, that's I would say, the only difference really is you have to be more on the maintenance side of things, you know, the, the small muscles and making sure your body recovers. And, and uh, But I wouldn't say there's, like, a huge difference, though. When did you really gain an appreciation for, as you mentioned, kind of those small things, making sure you get enough sleep, making sure you recover properly? I would say that was probably about three years ago. Actually, Jason Castro did a phenomenal job of taking care of his body, and and uh, I would always ask him questions. I'd see him doing certain things in the weight room and, you know, how he'd loosen up his hips and stuff like that. And, and uh, it really it's helped me out tremendously. You know, he was a big help to me, and, and uh, I'd take it to heart, you know, all that stuff, the little things to – that add up to uh, to big things in the long run. You mentioned Jason Castro. Who are some of the other guys, either before you got to the big leagues or since you've been in the big leagues, who've really been mentors to you and, and helped you in your in your career so far? 
Oh man, there's a there's a list of guys. You know, catching is it's kind of a, it's a fraternity. You know, it's like when you when you're in the trenches, you and other catchers are the only ones that know what's going on. You know, dealing yeah. with the pitchers, you're hitting your pitching coach, uh, what's working for your pitcher that night, what's not. There's just so many variables, but some guys. I mean, Marcus Jensen with the A's. Um, Mark Bailey here with the Astros. Michael Collins, our catching coach. Um, you know, Jeff Murphy was a huge, huge help to me. He was a coach here. And then, you know, ultimately Brian McCann. He's He's been my guy. And, you know, the thing about him is he's so supportive of me and, and uh, helps me out in any way possible. You know, sometimes we'll just sit there and talk for 30 to 45 minutes just about, you know, a situation or, you know, something that he went through when he was younger or first coming up in the league and how to deal with, you know, multiple personalities. And he's, I wouldn't be here without that guy. He, I, I owe a lot to be Mac. How much have you learned from the, the pitchers that you've worked with? Because I know talking with Brian McCann, now he came up with a real veteran staff in Atlanta with Tim Hudson and John Smoltz and guys like that. How much have some of the pitchers you've worked with helped you out? Oh, they've helped me out tremendously. I mean, with Verlander, catching him, you know, a lot recently, just the way that he you know, dives into the scouting reports, how he likes to pitch, why he pitched a guy a certain way. You know, there's there's no pitch with our pitching staff that guys – haven't thought out or a thought process that process that goes in before that pitch you know Garrett Cole he's always trying to get better you know he's so extremely dialed in with his his routine his you know his weight room stuff his making sure his body's in line and what he wants to do to each hitter how to read swings I mean it's been unbelievable it really this year has been very eye-opening in a good way for me to be like I, there's so much more room for improvement so I constantly talk with those guys to learn you know how I can be better back there for them and make things easier and just go smooth now how did you learn how to call your own games because a lot of a lot of catchers uh, you know when they're coming up as amateurs the coaches are calling pitches and, and things like that obviously you get the pro ball that's not the case when did you feel like you really started to learn how to call a game See, it's funny. I was talking with McCann about that probably about two weeks ago. About I was like, hey, how long did it take you to call a game in the big leagues? He goes, dude, I, I still don't fully know how to call a game. <laughs> it's it's always evolving. Mm-hmm. And for him to say that, a guy that, you know, he's been to more all-star game appearances than years that, you know, I've even appeared in the big leagues. You know, he's, he's a front-line guy and has been his entire career. And for him to say that just goes to show you that, you know, you never have it figured out exactly what to do. And... Uh, I mean, you have you have an idea, you know. It, it takes I would say in the minor leagues three, four years. Once you get to Double A, you start to see some hitters with a decent idea, but uh, you're constantly making adjustments. You're constantly seeing what the hitter's doing, what your pitcher's strengths, and it's a it's a never-ending process. It's like once you conquer, you know, the the mountain, you get on top, and there's a bigger mountain on the other side, you know. So it's uh, constantly evolving. Max Stassi, Astros catcher, thanks so much for joining us and continued success. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. The Houston Astros Radio Network. 3-1. And Springer drills this one pretty deep to left center field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks. This is big boy baseball. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 